0: As wonderful people here we are again another Monday another beautiful day a new day a brand new day we have in our hands today to give God thanks and to create value in the lives of people around us here we have an opportunity to bless someone to bless our heart to change our life to impact our life for God let us today make this day a glorious day where God is honored, where God is glorified in it. And our lives become an offering, a new offering to God today as we go forth to spread that message that Jesus is alive and he is here to save every soul from death. Hallelujah. Today we continue our study in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 20. We are looking at the helmet of salvation. In this study of the armor of God, we have looked at, firstly, identifying our enemy. We have identified that our enemy is not flesh and blood. Then we look at the four identifying phrases that Paul used in the text. And we identify four of categories of enemies that we face. Principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. We then turn our attention to looking at engaging our enemy. We look at the importance of the armor, we have looked at the purpose of the armor, and we have looked at the goal of the armor. Then we turn our attention to look at the pieces of the armor of God. And the pieces of the armor of God are one, truth, righteousness, preparation to share the gospel, faith, and now we're looking at salvation. We have so far assessed the Hebrew word for salvation to identify the truth about salvation. We look at the Hebrew word because we understand that the Hebrew language is the DNA of creation. And so we have assessed the Hebrew word, looking at its letters and what those letters mean, the message of that word. And the message we have seen of the word Yeshua is that it is the power of the Almighty connecting man with his spirit through grace. Hallelujah. Now we turn our attention to looking at the gematria for the word Yeshua. When we talk about gematria, we are speaking of the numerics of the Hebrew language. The gematria provides another level of understanding the concept of salvation. It provides another layer of truth. That's the beauty of the Hebrew language. When you study any concept in the Hebrew, there are layers of truth to unfold. And the depth to which you can go is immeasurable. That's how dynamic the Hebrew language is. Because when God put forth this language, more than likely there's going to be depth to it because God is infinite. And that's his language. We have seen this countless times in our study of the Hebrew language. The gematria is not just the numerics or, or the value of each letter. It also involves and includes the ordinal value of those letters as well. The position those letters appear in the Hebrew alphabet. So that provides also some information and some truth concerning these letters that we are looking at. So first, let's look at the Jumachia for each of the letters. The Yud, the gematria for the Yud is 10. It is also its ordinal value. 10 we know is a number of ordinal perfection. Sheen, the sheen, the value of the sheen is 300. Its ordinal value is 21. Now, the most common use of 300 in scripture seems to be around warfare and it seemed to be around the idea and concept of war. The closest one I can quote to you right now is where God cut down Gideon's army way down to 300 men. That story is a pivotal story in scripture for those 300 men through the power of God was used to destroy the enemy, which was a much larger number, a number of 450 to 1. But those 300 men brought the victory. Then we come to the Vav. The value of the Vav is 6. It is also its ordinal value. And we know that 6 is a number of man. Then we come to the Ayin. The numerical value of the Ayin is 70. Now, 70 is a number that points to the Spirit of God. And we see that through its use in Scripture. However, 70 must be understood that it is 7 times 10. When a number is multiplied by 10, it speaks to the completeness of that concept which that number represents. 7 is a number for spiritual perfection. Therefore, 70 is the depiction of... Of the completeness of spiritual perfection. And that points us into the direction of the Holy Spirit. Its ordinal value is 16. Now 16 is a very unique number. In that 16 is a doubling of 8. Which is a symbol of spiritual purity and kindness. So 8 also speaks to new beginning. It's a number that speaks to new beginning. It's a number that comes after seven. And seven is the number of perfection, the number of completeness. And therefore, eight is the number of new beginning. For when a cycle is completed, you begin again. So eight is that number that symbolizes new beginning. It also symbolizes spiritual purity and kindness. So therefore, 16 is strongly associated with love and its manifestation. This is why in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 to 8, Paul gives us 16 characteristics of love in that chapter. 16 characteristics of love. Therefore, we see here that 16 points to love. So 16 is a number that points and is associated with love and its manifestation. The letter A, the value of A is 5, it is also its ordinal value. Five is a number of grace. Do we need to go further talk about that grace? That's what five is. The gematria of Yeshua, therefore, is 391. The factors of 391 are 17 and 23. But before we get to that, let's look at 391. Three, nine, and one. Three hundred, ninety, and one. Now remember, three is a number for divine perfection. All right? And in that number is also 300, and 300 has to do with warfare, victory in warfare. Nine is a number for finality and judgment. So in the middle, in the heart of Yeshua, there is that concept of judgment because deliverance cannot be attained without judgment. So in order to deliver one, you have to bring judgment to the other. Because one is being enslaved by the other. And so therefore, to bring about judgment means that you're going to vanquish him who is enslaving the one you want to deliver. So therefore, in salvation is judgment. When God delivered Israel, he had to judge Egypt. He had to judge Egypt to deliver Israel. Therefore, in our salvation, there is judgment. There is finality to that judgment. In other words, there is no more restitution for him who is judged in salvation, in the deliverance of salvation. Therefore, friends, we know that in God delivering man, there is no possibility of the enemy rising again. The enemy that God defeated on that day in Calvary, there is no possibility of him rising again. Finality of that judgment. That one act of salvation destroyed forever the power of sin. So when we talk about salvation, we are talking about God vanquishing his foes and bringing that deliverance to his people, humanity. The one again points to God. Because one is that number that speaks to absolute unity and absolute independence. Needs no other. Stands all by himself. Is united. Absolute unity. And absolute independence. Here we see, friends, that in this number 391 we see being declared the power of god delivering his people with finality in judgment the factors of 391 are 17 and 23 these are also its prime factors now 17 symbolizes overcoming the enemy with complete victory god overcame the sins of rebellious humans When he began to flood the earth through rain on the 17th of the seventh month. 17 also symbolizes the power to go through obstacles, to vanquish foes, and to win over the rebellious. Therefore, friends, again we see here being reiterated, being put forth, the winning of victory over the rebellious and over sin. 23 is not often used in the scriptures. But it seemed to point to rebellion and evil because the evil Jezebel is mentioned 23 times in the Bible. So that seemed to connect 23 with rebellion and evil. Therefore, friends, we understand by virtue of this. It is God vanquishing evil and rebellion. Deliverance is God vanquishing evil and rebellion. God dealing with them eradicating it from his people salvation does that the ordinal value of yeshua is 58 remember each letter has an ordinal value as well so the ordinal value of yeshua is 58 ah what a sweet message this number convey friends this is perfect grace to begin again that's what this number tells, that it's perfect grace to begin again. Remember, any number multiplied by 10 is that number's concept being completed, brought to completion, brought to an, the highest level. So when you talk about 58, it's 50 and 8. So it's 50, the number of grace. So it's complete grace, perfect grace to begin again, new beginning, the number 8. In Titus Chapter 2, verse 11, it tells us the grace of God hath appeared. Jesus is the grace of God that hath appeared. That is the grace of God that has appeared. Jesus Christ is the grace of God that hath appeared. Remember, the original pictogram of the hay is the depiction of a man with his hands held out, as if to say, Hey, with both hands held up. That is a picture of Christ on the cross. His hands held up on the cross. That's the picture of the hay. The original pictogram of hay is a depiction of Christ on the cross. Therefore, the hay is declaring the message to look. Behold the man. Behold Jesus Christ. It is calling your attention to Jesus being crucified on that cross. Therefore, friends, in salvation... Jesus dying on the cross is the very ultimate and final work of salvation. And by that, I don't mean that this work of salvation ends with Christ on the cross. I'm telling you, the power of God vanquishing his foe, that's a final blow that was given to the enemy. The final blow given to the enemy in eradicating his power over humanity. That was Christ's work. He brought an end to the enemy's enslavement of humanity. He was no longer The master over God's people, his power over God's people was vanquished in that work of Christ on the cross. Vanquishing him forever, just as though God brought Israel out of Egypt and in one act brought about the demolition of the Egyptian army. That's what Christ's death on the cross did vanquish the foe of humanity, liberating man forever from the power of sin and the penalty of sin. That's the message of salvation. So therefore, friends, you have seen here, the gematria for Yeshua also bears out the truth of Yeshua, that it is God, God's power, destroying sin, uniting with man in covenant by his love manifested in Jesus Christ. That is the message of Yeshua. That's the message of salvation. The power of God vanquishing sin and the enemies of God. Uniting with man By his love manifested in Jesus Christ. Oh, glorious God. This is a mighty God we serve. When you hear this message of salvation, friends, it's time for you to stand up. It's time for you to stand up. Get up, stand up and begin to praise and glorify your God. Because you have been given a beautiful salvation. You have been brought a beautiful deliverance. A very final deliverance. It's final in his work. It's final in his act. It means that sin cannot have dominion over you. When you receive God's salvation, when you receive God's deliverance, that is it. You are free, free from sin's power, free from sin's penalty. Do not let sin reign in your mortal bodies because you are not under the sway of sin anymore. You have been delivered. The message of Yeshua conveyed a thought. God vanquished sin. It no longer has power over you. Do not accept any sickness. Do not accept anything that comes from the hands of the enemy. It is not yours. Get rid of it. Cast it out because you have been delivered. So this tells us, friends, that Yeshua, salvation, is the protection of our head. Oh, don't let the enemy get into your mind. Don't let the message, the negative message of the enemy get into your head. Put on the helmet of salvation. Do not speak negatively. Speak the word of God. Speak the power of God in life. Speak about how God has delivered you. Your mind is free. Liberated. Don't tell yourself that you can't stop thinking about it. Get it out of your mind. Cast it out because God has delivered you from it. Don't allow yourself to be under the sway of no power of sin. You are free. You are free from sin's power. You are free from sin's penalty. You are free from sin's persuasion. Do not allow it to tell you that you can't. Rise up in the power of God and declare His praise. Rise up in the power of God and be His praise in this earth. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today. We thank you, God, for your wonderful salvation, your salvation that has delivered us, your salvation that has brought us into your arms, enfolded in your bosom. God, you have covered us with your wings and your grace has brought us this freedom, this freedom in you, O God, to rejoice in you, to stand in the middle of the flames and declare that you are God, to stand in the middle of our flames and declare that you are a wonderful God and we praise your name. To declare you in the midst of our tragedies. To praise you in the midst of our shortcomings. To praise you in the midst of all the times the enemy may have brought us to a place where where it seems as if we have lost everything. But Father, we know that with you we have everything. And so by that, God, we give you praise and glory. We worship you. Father, help us to keep our minds covered. Help us to put on that helmet of salvation that protects our mind, protects our head. We give you thanks. We give it praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Have a great day now, my friends. And do remember that God loves you, and I do too. Bless the Lord.